Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to an afternoon edition of The Chaser Report. In a moment, Sammy Shah is going to join Gabby Bolt and me, Dom Knight. Hello. And it's a brand new Sammy Shah without glasses. Let's find out why. What? In just a moment. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Sammy Shah, you were handsome before. Now you're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dom. Um, well, so yeah, I've been wearing spectacles since I was... Okay, so firstly, do you say spectacles or glasses in Australia? We say glasses, but I prefer spectacles. I, I prefer I, spectacles. Add some class to our yeah, discourse, Sammy. I just feel word. like it's clarity. Otherwise, you, you could say that I've been wearing glasses and you just sound like you're wearing drinking glasses. We say specs. We, we love specs. shortening things mm, here, as you know. Specky. Very specs. All right, so let's go with specs. I've been wearing specs since I was six years old. Mm. Um, and then, you know, in lockdown, like everyone... Does this thing where they're like, um, yeah, and I'm sure you guys went through it as well. It's like, what yeah. am I doing in my life? Yeah. Like, what do I, you know, I know people who like, who started skiing or, or, or surfing mm. or skydiving. Mm, murdering. And, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, things you've always wanted to do. And so for me, yeah. it was looking. I really <laughs> like looking. That's great. <laughs> I, I want to try looking more. I decided seeing. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that would be a good way to go. And so, yeah, I signed up. I went to the doctor mm. um, and they said that they have to do laser. Well, I wanted to get laser surgery, mm. but they offered me an even better option oh. where they'd literally, A, knock you out. I've never had anesthesia. It's the best nice. thing nice. on earth. Uh, but they basically make micro incisions in your eye and then they go into your eye oh. and they dissolve the natural lens that's in your eye and then they put a fake lens inside your eye and ah. then they sew up the micro incisions. And I was thinking like this guy knows all this, like he's he's dedicated his life to this, he's an amazing Chinese doctor mm. um, who just is a master at what he does, just unbelievable knowledge and skill and everything. And I figured, you know what, uh, I just do my own research. So my body, my choice. And uh, so I just went on YouTube and I realized that uh, Joe Rogan told me I can just not wear my glasses. And so I don't wear them anymore. I'm blind. I still can't see shit. But I just drive around everywhere in blurry world. Yeah. Do you find that you're happier? I think if I could see less... I think I'd be happy. You know <laughs> the what I problem mean? is I can still see news headlines. Uh, and that's uh, the one kind of thing I needed blocked out. Rats. No, but it's amazing. I can see. I went and got the thing done. They knocked me out. He put the lenses in. I'm, I'm a cyborg now, which is exciting for me as well. Wow. Amazing. Augmented. Um, so I presume that dripped some sort of ivermectin into your eyes. Is that what they did? Well, I just told them to give me the full Facebook package. So now <laughs> I just get like all of Facebook marketplace is basically in my eyes. I'm just scrolling through secondhand water. Wardrobes all day long wow. now is how I exist. Did you get some sort of augmented thing like where Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, can beam messages and advertising mm. directly in, onto your retina? Yeah, I mean, that's largely how we all exist anyway. It just t- takes out the middleman and the middleman in this case being, you know, the phone or the computer that you have at arm's length. So yeah. now we just get it directly there. It's been wonderful. It's been crazy. I literally don't wear glasses anymore. I I mean, I have a pair of like reading glasses, but then I get to cool, like do like cool old man Robert De Niro oh, in casino kind yeah, of stuff. You yeah, know where yeah. he like, he puts the glasses on on the edge of his nose mm-hmm. and then holds something at arm's length and looks down yeah, at it. Yeah. And I feel like um, I'm in a Martin Scorsese movie every yeah. time I do that. 
you can fully impress people with your glasses choreography. There's right? a bit of that, isn't there? Like sometimes like you do like the double shake to get the arms out. Oh, like yeah. Just you know, I need glasses to drive. I do not wear them. Um, I'm technically supposed to, but yeah. And you do like the whole By sorry. technically, do you mean legally? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Le- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in order to drive, the, the government has said to you, Gabby Bolt, glasses or nothing. Well, sort of. It's just to see signs from very, very far away. I mean, why would you need to do that? Well, yeah, not very. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing good on those signs anyway, ever. So just, can yeah. you can you hook um, Gabby up with your doctor, Sammy? Yeah, I want to be a robot. Mm-hmm. Get get the whole eye, put the eye in ivermectin. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. I don't know if have any of you ever been anesthetized before. No, oh. but my best friend's brother is an anesthesiologist, and the job sounds lit. You just rock it's up for fifteen pe- fifteen minutes, knock people out, and piss off. It's I've, great. It I've heard it being best. described as um, it, it is all. It's usually the most boring job in the world until your patient has a breathing problem, and then it's the most terrifying job in the world. So here's what I did. I snore so severely. Oh, no. The first time they knocked me out, they weren't anticipating that. And I wish <laughs> they would give me some video footage of their reaction when I started snoring. Because the next day when I went in for the other eye, the, the anesthesiologist said, you snore so badly, we're going to have to put a hose down your throat because we're oh. worried you'll choke to death while sleeping. Amazing. What a backhanded so, compliment that is. Yeah. I, I feel like that's why you, why are you snore shaming me, man. Like this is... <laughs> I'm bad enough that like I've been self-conscious about my eyes my whole life. I'm finally fixing one problem. Now I've got a whole other thing to worry about. You which know. I mean, to be fair, he's not the first person to complain about my snoring. Mm. Multiple ex-wives have done the same. When, but, yeah. when God opens an eye, he closes a nasal passage. That's <laughs> exactly know? what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you are, you're a new man, though. It's, it's exciting. You mentioned the multiple ex-wives, Sammy. And um, mm-hmm. I really admire, I mean, my personal life is, is far duller than, than, than yours. I liked. I would have liked a dull person life. <laughs> you you want a dull person life? Yeah. I would have appreciated that in retrospect. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I admire the way that you turn uh, misery into art, and that mm-hmm. in fact you have released your stand-up show, which I really wanted to see last year and missed. Cuck mm. about your your romantic misadventures. That's now available on streaming services. People can go and spend an hour wallowing in your life. I mean, what a what a wonderful public service that is. If you're feeling bad about your relationship. Absolutely. Sammy's going to tell you a story, and I only know the broad outline of what you went through, um, mm-hmm. but it sounds excruciating, but potentially also very funny. It, look, it's the it's the comedy album equivalent of a Morrissey release. You know, it's just as depressing and nihilistic, but hopefully there's punchlines at the end of all of it, which, you know, will make all of a difference. And yeah, it's a comedy album I, I last year. So basically last year, for those who don't know, and I don't know why anyone would know, um, my marriage ended abruptly when my partner decided that she was polyamorous um, abruptly overnight, but polyamorous just towards one person, <laughs> um, which I believe the tra- in traditional uh, uh, Middle Ages, they used to call that cheating but these oh. days the cool kids call it polyamory and um and so i did a comedy album about it because it happened just before lockdown started which really made lockdown fun there's nothing like just staring at the middle distance for while listening to you know slayer's album for six months at a time so i thought i might as well do something good out of that and um much like uh, hannah gasby's nanette i have sammy shah's cuck um, except, you know, one of those is probably one of the most seminal comedy albums of uh, uh, all time and has a huge cultural influence. And the other one is Hannah Gadsby's work. So I don't and know why I, I'm going after Hannah, by the way. I mean, the <laughs> term <laughs> cuck is banded about so much these days online. It's uh, mm-hmm. Republican uh, in the US sort of use it to shame 
Republicans who aren't um, hardcore enough. But you, I, I like that you are taking it back to where the term began. Talk about uh, <laughs> husbands whose whose wives are yeah. uh, you know stepped out. Yes, the um, the uh, the original Shakespearean meaning of the word, which comes from cuckold, which is the unfaithful. Um, and yeah, I, I actually wanted to go full nerd, and apparently in Victorian England, a cuckold was depicted in Shakespearean plays uh, with horns coming out of his mm. head, uh, and there's a whole story there that no one needs to know. And I thought I'd put that on my poster. And then I realized no one would know why. Like, no one would get the reference. They would just be like, why did he... Is he the devil now? Why is he an antelope? What's going on? So, Oh, yeah, that's I, sort I, of horned. Really? Yeah. The antelope yeah, horned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that would have been confusing. Um, um, I've heard people say, like, wearing horns is a metaphor for that, but not the image. There you go. So, yeah. Man as antelope. Man as antelope. But right. instead you get man with comedy album, and that's available on iTunes, on Spotify, on Apple Music, uh, and just look up Cuck, C-U-C-K. Uh, mm. the, and, you know, the, the way the metrics work, if, if a million people listen to this and it becomes the most listened to album since Taylor Swift's latest album release, I might mm. get $5. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that you spelt it out because we all know what putting cock into a web browser will, will unleash. <laughs> a world of fun. Yeah, you, you can get messages as though they were from the Australian cricket captain. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, topical. I like it. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. For your loyal Patreon subscribers, you've been Mm -hmm. sharing bits and pieces of work in progress. And this is exciting because both of you, Gabby and Sammy, are creating shows and doing stuff and trying stuff and live comedy is back and mm. I never do any of that stuff because I'm chicken. But Terrifying. the two of you do this. And Sammy, I'm not familiar with comedians being so brave as to put up work in progress. I know people do it in little rooms in front of audiences mm. that, you know, they select in many cases, but you're going full bore and just putting it out there. What's the process there? So here's the thinking, right? So I I learned how to do stand-up comedy in Pakistan. I was lit- it was just me alone at home downloading stuff from the internet. And a lot of stuff, this is back in the day of LimeWire or Napster or whatever. I used to download pirated comedy albums, you know. A lot of comedians in the early 2000s would put up their comedy albums or people who fans put them up. But the other thing that sometimes very rarely I would find would be some comedian uploaded a file of them at an open mic night or someone at an open mic night recorded a comedian and put it up on the Internet. You know, before Twitter and all that stuff, this stuff was on message forums for comedy nerds. And I used to listen to that and I learned to do comedy that way. I learned to go, that's what the bit was like when it was raw. That's the person working it out and that's the finished product and the difference between all those. And it felt kind of cool. It felt like a uh, a kid who wants to become a chef seeing for the first time how the sausage is made. Mm. And uh, I thought, you know, hopefully, I don't know, maybe someone will find the same kind of excitement from hearing a shitty bit about, you know, culture, society or whatever that I'm now working and working and refining, which will eventually become a good stand-up comedy routine. It might not, or it might, but uh, I, you know, hopefully for, it's for comedy nerds, um, of which I am a huge one, and I, and, and I suppose I'm hoping there's others out there still. It's a great process, isn't it? Because it's one of the few situations where you get completely honest feedback. There's something about laughter 
people don't choose to laugh. The somehow mm-hmm. the the brain short circuits weighing things up rationally, and if you find something funny, you just laugh. So then, if you do it enough times in front of audiences, and I, and we have done this in live shows with the Chaser over the years, where we did something you know fifty times or something, and then by the by the fiftieth time, we we worked out probably the best possible version of the joke. Exactly. Just by not wanting things to go clang when you say them out loud. Well, it's easier for me because I'm not putting it to music. So like Gabby, when you put mm. your when you're trying material out to music, how do yeah. you make changes if something falls flat? You usually just make something else. Like I've I've relied on thesauruses my entire <laughs> life. So Rhymezone.com. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of like if I really, really like the way a rhyme sounds, but it, the joke just doesn't work, then I just mm-hmm. change the line. Like, actually, ah. I actually feel a lot. I feel a lot better about it because it gives me a restriction. Like, I have to work within the framework of a song or a line, so it's a lot easier to. I I don't know. I find it a lot easier to change that. But the thing I get stuck on is the banter. Like when my banter doesn't work before a song, or like the yeah. speaking points <laughs> in my show don't work, I'm fucked because I'm literally just like. Oh, is the whole idea bad? I have to change yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Ah, whereas and also now you're happens. trapped in a song for the next four minutes <laughs> that you yeah. have to do yeah. all the way through, but they're not laughing in first five seconds. Oh, it's, yeah. Containing well, an insight that the audience rejected before you started. Is that the- yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have a song actually that I just tested at the comedy store and at the factory theater. And it was really funny because of course I didn't think it through. It's about parenting. And the first, I, I can sort of give it away, I suppose. No one's really going to go digging for it. Um, I, the first verse is about being a parent and I f- try and fool the audience into thinking that I'm a new parent. And I, and I say at the very beginning of the song, I go, any parents tonight? It's a Wednesday night at the comedy store. Of course there's no parents in the <laughs> crowd. So I go out there and I'm like, any parents tonight? And I hear one person go, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My partner's so, got the kid. Yeah, and so I had to sort of Don't play me. very on the spot of like, oh, same, you know, uh, same here. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a tough slog being a parent, isn't it? Blah 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 blah. Because the fake out is the first verse is about having a child, and oh my god, how beautiful and how wonderful. And then the chorus hits, and the chorus goes, "Thank fuck, you're not mine." And so yeah. having people <laughs> waiting like a whole minute and a half to hear the first punchline is. Terrifying. Yeah, Terrifying. That is, that's a high wire act. And so, wow. yeah, that, that, but that's the stuff I love. I love that about comedy. I love figuring out mm. the nuts and bolts of it. And so, it's a yeah, lot of fun. hopefully, on my Patreon, people can find stuff like that. Does that work? Does the Patreon system work? I've said a lot of people do it. People have suggested that we put this podcast on the Patreon. Mm. For, uh, we may be doing some kind of membership thing in the new year. You don't want to, you know, reveal any secrets, but we're talking about mm-hmm. bonuses as though 10 episodes a week wasn't enough. Bonus stuff for subscribers and so on. But, it seems like people are making a go out of out of Patreon as a platform. How have you found it? Okay, so I think it depends on why you come to it. Everyone I know who's successful with it got tired of waiting for someone to curate their work for them. So my favorite Patreons, uh, you know, Patreons, for example, or patrons, yeah, people who create stuff on Patreon, Monica Byrne is one. Monica Byrne is a writer. She's in America. Uh, she wrote short stories. She discovered that short stories publication doesn't really pay you very much and, and getting good short story published is very difficult. She made a thing where she said, you know what, give me money. I'll send you my short stories directly. Her fans started doing that. 
and she sent them the short stories directly, ended up earning enough money doing it to be able to take time off from work and finish her next novel, right? Alice Frazier is a perfect example. Alice Frazier is this amazing comedian, brilliant satirist, who's got mm. a big audience who knows where to find her because she puts everything on her Patreon and she doesn't have to rely on the mainstream, you know, ABC TV or, or Australian television or media or whatever to give acknowledge her. She's got her audience now, which is huge. Mm and loyal and, and and supports things. And so for me, it also came from the same thing. I like making new satire, I like writing, you know, satirical content for uh, people who are in news savvy. And I figured I'm tired of waiting for someone to say, hey, you can publish it on our website or on our newspaper. I'll just go directly to people who like my stuff and and they've been lovely. They found me and, they've, uh, and they're helping pay my rent and that allows me to make more content for them. That is a fantastic thing. I mean, we're, we're lucky here at The Chaser to be a legacy media of sorts, having mm. been around so long. But I'm sure that would have been the way. I mean, we did that initially with the newspaper where you had to print it and send it out and all this kind of stuff. And it was hugely complicated and involved a lot of admin, which we sucked at. And so yeah. fortunately, our subscribers tended to understand that we were also hopeless um, and thought it was funny, thank God. Um, so they, they bore with us. But much easier digitally you're just putting stuff up and sharing yeah. it, there's no cost of printing and postage and all the things that uh, ensure that this company was pretty much broke from the beginning. <laughs> um, and then, yes, okay, for a while, gatekeepers paid us to make television shows, and that was great, but it does mean that there's this intermediary, and the people who get to make decisions about what happens, you know, thank you to those who were nice to us in the past, but you can't rely on them, can you? No, you can't you have can't. a career. And you can't have decades yeah. of, 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 that, of that sort of approval. That's very rare. Yeah, and we're all just comedians. We like making stuff we're making, and we're only we're going to keep making it whether someone pays us or not. So it's really lovely when people do offer to pay. So your Patreon is what? Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Sammy Shah. S A M I S H A H. There's a whole new essay about to come out probably in the next few days about life without spectacles. Not the most scintillating thing. Definitely <laughs> not the, anything anyone would want to pay money to listen to or read, but uh, it's coming, whether you oh, like it or not. Scintillating <laughs> for those who don't, who do have spectacles and might want to make yes. a jump. All right. Yes. Hey, Sammy, nice to talk uh, comedy shop with you for a bit rather than diving into um, some latest outrage of the week, but we'll do that again next time, shall we? Yeah, we'll be back with that next week for sure. Thank you, Sammy. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks, Sammy. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. And if you enjoyed that afternoon edition with Sammy Shah, make sure you check out his podcast. It's called News Weekly with an A and once again, patreon.com slash Sammy Shah, S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. Our gears from Road Microphones, we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you later.